This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids. It's already, what, today's Wednesday. Oh, my God, it's Wednesday. And I hope you're having a a glorious day thus far. We have uh, so much to get to on the radio program today, including, I don't know if you heard this, there's a guy named Ron DeSantis who apparently is the governor of Florida. And he is thinking about becoming the president of the United States, or at least running for president. I know. I'm like, where did this guy come from? I mean, holy crud. Ron DeSantis. How do you spell that last name? DeSantis. Yeah, Ron DeSantis apparently is going to go on uh, on Twitter today in a rather unusual unveiling of uh, what could be, I guess, a presidential campaign, unless he's going to surprise us in some other way. I can't think of anything else. It's a big announcement. It involves Ron DeSantis from Florida. Uh, and everybody in the world says Ron DeSantis is going to run for president. So there you go. All right. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I say, fantastic. Let some more people into the arena of ideas. Yeah, this is the amazing thing about the Republican Party. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to say the Republican Party because I'm really kind of tapping on the whole Republican Party thing, to be honest. Any, any actual political party, any politi- political affiliation, anything to do with Washington, D.C., you know, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not crazy about any of them, to be quite honest. So I'll just venture to say uh, conservatism, all right? So conter- conservatism, people being uh, coming into the arena of ideas, sharing the ideas, people, you know, conser- this is how it's done. This is how it's done, unlike with the Democrat Party, where you just, uh, you know, get the FBI involved and create a Russian dossier and then kill your opponent or at least try to kill your opponent that way, then fail, then do it again the next election cycle. That's how the Democrats do it. Or in this case right now, uh, completely disregard and blacklist all the other candidates and say you're not going to have a debate, even though RFK Jr. is making more sense than any Democrat running for president has in probably 50 years. Probably 50 years. I listened to Robert Kennedy Jr. The, he's the only person I would consider to be an actual threat to a true conservative candidate. Robert Kennedy Jr. I, I, absolutely. You know why? Because he's not spewing all the idiocy, the nonsense, the childish BS that the Democrat Party is bedded down with. The Democrat Party is insane now. It is. If I were a Democrat, I'd be screaming to the high heavens, what the hell has happened to my party? Who is in charge here? Because uh, it is nonsensical, it is destructive, it's not patriotic, it's, it's bound and determined to destroy the country and reinvent it as something else. That's what the Democrat Party is right now. I don't know why the hell you'd vote for the Democrat Party, and I certainly don't know why the hell you'd vote for Joe Biden. I mean, seriously. 
The country is a mess right now. People have, uh, are, are literally, you know, they say the lowest unemployment and whatever, whatever. You know why unemployment is so low? Well, first and foremost, they opened businesses up again after shutting them down because of COVID. All right. So that there was that. So I always use the analogy. You know what? I would increase your business 100% in just a few minutes. Well, if your business is closed on Sunday, you're not going to have any customers. But if you open up on Monday and you get one paying customer who completes a financial transaction, your business has increased 100%. That's what happened. That's why Joe Biden is touting that he's got such great low unemployment numbers. You know what else is going on? Well, all these glorious unemployment benefits that the government was dishing out, and by the way, (laughs) to the tune of billions of dollars stolen, billions of dollars in fraud, and I would venture to say by design, by the way, but when those benefits, those blown up benefits, like my, my sister had to, she, she manages a JCPenney. And, uh, and when she got uh, forced to shut down the store and, and take unemployment, she made more on the COVID relief and the unemployment than she did as the manager of JCPenney. So uh, we got that going on, and, and when people are coming back to work and they're realizing, holy crap, I mean, have you been to the store lately? I went to the store yesterday because my daughter's graduation parties this weekend. Many of the products that I buy are twice what they were. I mean, stupid, stupid, expensive. Everything. It's, it's gotten to be extreme. And I've always been one of those people, you go to Walmart and you do the, you know, the yellow sticker and you see the stuff that's about ready to go, uh, you know, about ready to expire. And I usually buy the, that if it comes to seafood and deli stuff like that. I always look for it because that's how I roll, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be so rich that I don't look for the yellow sticker. <laughs> But people are coming back to the workforce and they're going, oh, my God, I'm going back to my job. If I have a job, if my business is still open and I'm discovering that my paycheck (laughs) ain't cutting it. And so what they're having to do is do a second job or a third job. Been there, by the way. Been there. And we're supposed to be told that, no, 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 everything is absolutely fantastic. Everything is good. Everything is good in America. No, it's not. Corinne Jean-Pierre, she is, uh, I remember, and I, you know, this, this analogy is used quite frequently, uh, Baghdad Bob, he was this, uh, this uh, spokesperson for Saddam Hussein, and when the American forces were moving in toward Baghdad and overtaking the country and deposing Saddam Hussein, he said, well, there's nothing here, there's nothing here. It's kind of like that guy, uh, Ali Velshi on, uh, on CNN or MSNBC or whatever craptacular network he's on, standing in Minneapolis as the liquor store burns behind him, uh, saying that, yeah, it's mostly peaceful here. It's that way. And that's what Corinne Jean-Pierre is, because Corinne Jean-Pierre, she thinks that everything is going great. That's an great. extreme um, analysis or, or uh, uh, final kind of uh, uh, analysis there. I, I would say uh, if you look at what the president has done the last two years and the leadership that he has shown in passing historic pieces of legislation, bringing against the will of the American people. Uh, the Democrats uh, together in passing uh, in the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, Which didn't inf- uh, reduce inflation at all, uh, but it did provide money for 85,000 new IRS agents and a whole lot of green energy crap. 
when he brought the, the Democrats together to pass his first legislation, which is the American Rescue Plan. that Which didn't rescue America at all. Helped get the economy back on. Blue inflation through the ceiling. Sorry, I'm talking during the sound bites. I know that makes a lot of people mad. But seriously, if I can't interrupt Corinne Jean-Pierre, who can I interrupt? It's feet. That is a president that has led. That is a president that has continued to lead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And here she is talking about uh, the deficit, you know, because he's reduced the deficit, even though he's blown up the uh, the national debt to 31 mil billion trillion trillion dollars. And here she is saying he's doing a great job. The president's budget reduces the deficit, as you as you know, by nearly three trillion dollars over 10 years. Right. This is a president that believes in uh, dealing with the deficit in a real way. That's on top of the one. Oh, please. Why did you spend six trillion dollars in your first two years on nothing? Point seven trillion dollars uh, that the president has been able to reduce the deficit the last two years. So the president takes this very seriously. Yeah, you know, and as far as the budget negotiations are concerned, the reason why it's really not big on the uh, American people's radar is because uh, uh, they've been forced into losing everything. The federal government's talking about default. Oh, my God, the federal government could default. Oh, really? Really? Have you ever sat at a table with your sick other and said, honey, here's the deal. Pay the mortgage. I'll borrow some money from your sister for the energy bill, for the gas bill this month because it's gone through the ceiling, and we can put the groceries on MasterCard. Really? You're going to tell those people that, uh, oh, my God, the government is going to default. I think a lot of people who lost their businesses and watched their children waste away because of stupid COVID policies are looking at this and saying, burn, baby, burn. Because, honestly, if you... You're going to do some sort of big crybaby bullcrap about, oh, my God, the government is going to suffer and we're going to default. I mean, look at what the government did to our lives the last three years. I talk about the, uh, the diminishing returns that we're experiencing. There are very diminishing returns with regard to the money that we sent to the government. We've got a, uh, a de facto war with Russia going on, $120 billion going to a really, really corrupt government, at least $400 million reported going to the corrupt president and his cronies. No, no uh, uh, list of the things that the money's going for. We've got an open southern border, 108,000 people dying of drug overdoses last year, 75% of those fentanyl overdose, most of those between the ages of 12 and 40. We had an unceremonious withdrawal from Afghanistan that empowered the very same people we were trying to uh, get rid of. We gave terrorists $85 billion worth of hardware, which is being sold on the, on the black market. And the people who live in Afghanistan, the women and the children of Afghanistan, have lost their rights. We had uh, a, a train go off the rails in East Palestine, Ohio, and the federal government did nothing for them. Nothing for them. You got cities in America like Baltimore where 23 high schools had no kids who were proficient in math or English, and most of them are black kids. So do you think that our tax money is being used very well going to Washington, D.C., enriching a whole lot of people, a whole lot of people in big pharma, big defense, I could go on and on, supporting that pipeline, that cabal in Washington, D.C., where seven out of the ten richest counties in America surround Washington, D.C., even though they don't build anything. You think we in flyover country who are asking to borrow money from mom to pay the bills and losing their homes and businesses, you think we give a damn if the federal government defaults at this point? We've already seen hell. 
So don't come to us with your same old nonsense about the world's going to end and, oh, my God, America's never defaulted on. You know what? America, the federal government, this doesn't represent America as founded. This does not represent the America that people love. This doesn't represent the America that has been the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. This just represents a bunch of a bunch of crooked apparatchiks living in Washington, D.C., who don't give a damn about you. All they care about is going to Washington, D.C., spending the rest of their lives telling you how to live yours, and then taking your money, treating it like they are board members on a $5 trillion company that produces nothing, but it does pay off its cronies and its donors so they can get reelected. So boo frickety who when it comes to the uh, the budget and all of that I don't even care. So there you go, eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. Here's a little more Corinne Jean-Pierre, Baghdad Corinne. To say or suggest the president's leadership is in question, I think, is completely false. I disagree with that, with that premise. Well, you'd better disagree with 64% of the American people. And certainly with that question, because if you look at the last two years, if you look at what Democrats have been able to, to get done with the leadership of this president, that is the complete opposite of what you just laid out. Yes, if you consider driving the country into the pits of hell by success, then he's done a very good job. And here she is being asked about uh, a, a, a Democrat spending problem. Do you agree with Speaker McCarthy the Democrats have a spending problem? No. No, the Democrats don't have a spending problem. They're just spending more money they have, you know, and, and like you and me. There's a point where government has to live by the same rules that we do. What if we don't pay the taxes that we owe to the government? We don't have enough money to pay the taxes. What's going to happen to us? You're going to get persecuted and prosecuted. Government can't pay, pay its bills. It won't, won't even matter. You're going to pay for it anyway. It is, uh, it is remarkable. These are remarkable times we live in. Uh, coming up, I've got some uh, news. Uh, Ron DeSantis, I don't know if you knew this. He's a guy from Florida. I guess he's the governor down there. He's going to run for uh, president, I guess. He's going to be announcing it on, uh, on Twitter. I've got some audio coming up on that. Bill Maher, <laughs> Bill Maher had some thoughts on that. Uh, and then also uh, Target. I want to talk about Target. Target is now the Target, and we're going to talk about what's going on at Target. You won't believe what Target has decided to do, I mean, as far as what they're selling, and now that it's out in the open and people can see it, even the soccer moms who drive around in yoga pants and drink cheap Chardonnay out of those big Yeti containers, you know, even they are mad about this. So all of that is coming up. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. If you suffer from daily pain, I need you to listen to this message very carefully. As we age, aches and pains are normal, and we are all searching for effective ways to relieve pain, and safety is more important than ever. Let me be frank. We've all seen the horrors of the opioid crisis. You may even have been affected personally, and that's where a groundbreaking medical scientist comes in, Clint Witters. Now, you may have seen this world-renowned health expert featured in the national media as he unveiled a natural pain reliever that is taking the world by storm. Yes, I'm talking about canalidine, CanoCB2, the 100% drug-free way to get full-body pain relief without dangerous meds. Now, as you read this, CanoCB2 has become the go-to pain reliever for hundreds of professional athletes, tens of thousands of seniors, and the pain reliever of choice for the UFC. Clint explains how canalidine is the only compound on earth that optimizes your body's natural painkillers called endorphins at any age. 
When taken daily, your body will get back to relieving pain like you were in your prime in no time. And let me tell you, the reviews are incredible. Thousands of others just like you have tried virtually everything and have not felt this great in years. Their daily pain just faded away. I'm talking back, neck, joints, all feel great and renewed. Best of all, Kano CB2 does not make you feel the least bit groggy. You feel great, alert, ready to take on the day. And the best news, Kano CB2 has no documented side effects after years of private testing. Canaladine's Kano CB2 is absolutely the future of pain relief. So whatever you do, make sure you visit TryCB2.com. Check out Clint's amazingly informative report on how canalidine is changing lives by providing safe and powerful relief at one-tenth the cost of pain pills. Go to TryCB2.com. That's TryCB2.com. What you do in your bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. Here's Elon Musk saying that he is going to, uh, confirming that he's going to be on with a little uh, chat today with Ron DeSantis on Twitter. Any your time, I think, would be probably correct. Okay. Um, so, uh, yes, I um, will be interviewing um, Ron DeSantis, and he has uh, quite an announcement to make. Um, and will be, be the first time that something like this is happening on social media and with uh, real-time questions and answers. Uh, not not scripted. Okay, that's cool. I, I kind of like that actually. It's uh, it's kind of nice to actually have uh, a candidate who's willing to answer questions under like Joe Biden, who uh, who has to have them written out on a card with a photo of the journalist in front of him. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of nice, unbelievable, unbelievable. Here is uh, let's see, uh, this is uh, Bill Maher. This is kind of funny. And now listen, I'm not meaning to cast aspersions on anybody. Uh, you choose who you're going to vote for. Let the best person win. Uh, but this is what this is what Bill Maher, who I find myself agreeing with uh, frequently lately because he's kind of grown up. I think uh, finally the wisdom has gotten to him and he realizes uh, the difference between nonsense and common sense. But here is uh, Bill Maher about the possibility of Ron DeSantis throwing his hat in the ring. I think liberals, they just they they make a real effort not to understand the Trump voter. And um you know, it's like, oh, DeSantis is going to be great because he's, it's Trumpism without Trump. And I think they're like, why would we want a tribute band <laughs> when the actual band yeah. is still playing? Yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, this is uh, Rush Limbaugh three years ago. I, I played this, and if you haven't heard it, and I just want to give you uh, a perspective of, because I'm not uh, as familiar with the pathos behind voting for Nikki Haley or Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> sorry, there's maybe about three or four people in his family who are going to vote for Asa Hutchinson. I'm sorry, I always lose my composure when I hear Asa Hutchinson thinks he's going to be a presidential candidate. It's like Chris, Chris hold on, sorry, 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 Chris Christie. <laughs> Chris Christie thinks that he has a shot. Chris Christie would, would waste money and join the race. I know. So I can't really relate um, to exactly why people are choosing which candidate. I believe that people are choosing DeSantis because he's younger than Trump, because he doesn't do the mean tweets with Trump, that he is not as coarse as, uh, as Trump, but he does have Trumpian philosophies of governance. That's without a doubt. And uh, anyway, here is here's what Rush Limbaugh said about about Trump voters, because I, I can understand a Trump voter. I know what's behind the Trump voter. 
this is a different election than we've ever had because in this election, there is proof that the federal government was involved in throwing the 2020 election. We know this now. The federal government, the FBI, was actively involved in throwing the election on a number of fronts, actively involved, FBI, DOJ, actively involved, IRS, actively involved in throwing the election in 2020. That's why people are voting for Trump. At least that's another reason why Trump voters are voting for Trump. But here's what Rush Limbaugh said three years ago about Trump voters. I know they desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. Even though the Democrats constantly say MAGA when it comes to anything. They say the MAGA budget. They say the MAGA this, the MAGA that. The reason being is they don't want him as the candidate. They want to take him down. Which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it. Because- no, they're not. So uh, right now the DOJ is considering going after Trump for classified documents of Mar-a-Lago. This is the latest thing. They've uh, taken this uh, Stormy Daniels case. They're going to they're gonna do the trial right before the election. This is typical electioneering and nonsense. It's the same thing they tried with Trump in 2016, the same thing they tried with Trump in 2020. Many people are saying they want to avoid that, and they'll vote for DeSantis to avoid all of that. But I hate to tell you this, they're going to do the same thing to your guy DeSantis. All right. So I just want you to know that if you're going to vote for DeSantis, that's cool. It's cool. There's a lot of things to like about Ron DeSantis. But I'm going to tell you, if you think it's a free pass and you think that the Democrats are suddenly going to go, we want the, the elections to be free and fair with Ron DeSantis, you're out of your nut. 800 a little bit more on this. And then Target, Target has a target on them. This is the Rob Carson Show. Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. So tonight at 6 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time, uh, Ron DeSantis is going to be on uh, with Elon Musk on Twitter uh, in a rather unconventional, uh, I guess, announcement for his candidacy for president. Not a big surprise. So, uh, you know, we'll see what that does. Uh, kind of a novel way of doing things. Uh, a lot of things happening with Twitter. I thank Elon Musk for uh, opening the books on Twitter so we could see how badly the American people have been abused by the federal government and the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI shutting down your freedom of speech. I've got some more on that coming up, including what the government said to you about vaccine injuries. Uh, did you realize that According to uh, Twitter and Facebook and, you know, uh, all government entities, there haven't been any vaccine injuries. Yeah, but there were like thousands, maybe millions of them. 
But you couldn't say anything about it because the government said you couldn't. So there's a group of people, they said, you know what, since we can't sue Pfizer, we're going to sue the government. And I hope they take uh, some of the people in government uh, very, I, take, I hope they take them down. Because uh, it was uh, an egregious affront to our First Amendment rights, and some people should not only be sued, but go to jail for it. Anyway, Ron DeSantis is uh, declaring today, this is something that Jim Gossett and I did, I, I think it was this last Christmas season. It's not about uh, Ron DeSantis per se, but it is about what will happen if Ron DeSantis, uh, in fact, does run for president, because he's going to get eaten alive. Just want you to know it. Oh, here comes the Santa's Claus. Here comes the Santa's Claus. He's the next big thing. Da, 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 da. The media pretends to like him. His praises they all sing. It makes me sick cause it's a trick to get Trump out of the way. If he beats Don, they'll turn on Ron. They'll support the Santa's no way. Oh, here comes the Santa's Claus, here comes the Santa's Claus, he's got lots of fans. Yeah, he does. Our rhinos act like they support him, but they've got other plans. They'll try to use him, then abuse him, the goal is ruining Trump. They prefer a wimp like Pence, and the Santa's Claus they will dump. We better stick with Trump. Yeah, that reminds me, I got to take the Christmas lights down off the house. I just, I just remembered that. Holy heck. So uh, here's an interesting poll for you. And, and there's been a lot of, uh, there has been a gigantic change in the media, uh, wh- who people depend on in the media in the last few years. Uh, we've seen a shift away from the mainstream media, and that's even gotten worse just in the last couple of years because the American people realize they're full of crap, and they lie about everything. We saw that Newsmax was taken off DirecTV. Newsmax uh, was put back on DirecTV. You guys, you viewers, you listeners, people heard you and said, okay. And then Fox took their most trusted anchor, Tucker Carlson, and fired him unceremoniously without a reason. So the American people have a, a hair trigger with regard to censorship, with regard to uh, untruths. They get it because, you know, there's, it's an amazing thing. There's a thing called the interweb I've heard about. And there are other things other than Google and some of the, uh, the people who are literally bought and paid for by the government that people can find information on. And they do. And, yeah, there's some conspiracy theories out there. But generally, most people realize what's uh, foolhardy, what's nonsensical, and what's real. You know, some things Alex Jones says end up being true, but a lot of it, I mean, dear God. But anyway, you know, nothing against Alex Jones. That's what he does. He likes to stir it up. He likes to stir it up. 59% of the voters agree uh, in the enemy, the media, is the enemy of the people. 59% of Americans think that uh, the media are truly the enemy of the people. That's pretty crazy. And you know what's really sad? is that we live in a country with the First Amendment, which allows the media for the first time in world history to hold truth to power in, 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 the, in government. And they don't. They just choose to bed down with the state. That's another thing I think people are really mad about. You know? How about just tell the truth? Unbelievable. So anyway, 
Back to the survey, uh, Rasmussen, 1,000 likely voters. The media cannot be trusted, and the same, uh, uh, this same uh, political media favor the Democrat Party. Do you trust the political news you're getting on, uh, on your media? Only 30% yes, 52% said no. A whopping 65% of Republicans said no compared to 35% of Democrats. You know why? Because Republicans are always on the receiving end of all the malfeasance, because the people in the media are the same people who went to J school who've been indoctrinated with uh, a bunch of crap, a bunch of Marxist socialist crap. That's why they're in charge of the media. That's why they're in charge of social media until uh, Elon Musk came around. Does the media coverage of politics generally tend to favor Democrats or Republicans? 20% said Democrat or uh, Republicans. Only 20% of people said that the media favors Republicans. 52% accurately, accurately said Democrats. 39% of Democrats said the news media favors Democrats. Why? Uh, because they're not stupid either. It, it's, kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting. And you want to know why the American public doesn't uh, trust the mainstream news media? Let me give you a couple examples. They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. More than 50 former intelligence officials signed on to a letter yesterday saying that the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's emails has, quote, all of the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. This is what the president was just talking about. The letter's signatories span four administrations, including the current one, and include former CIA directors John Brennan, Michael Hayden, and Leon Panetta. Where's the stories, the follow-up stories on that? Oh, yeah, they're nowhere. Let me give you some more examples of why nobody trusts the media. Evidence at this point in time that Joe or Hunter Biden did anything inappropriate here. Not one single fact ever uncovered by anyone that he did anything unethical. Now it's Hunter Biden. There's always a diversion. They are always looking for a shiny object to divert attention. Let's see. Uh, do we have another montage of reasons why the American people don't trust the media? Why, yes. Yes, we do. Lab leak is a theory with no evidence whatsoever. There is zero evidence that this virus came out of the lab in China. There's no suggestion that this was cooked up in some sort of lab. There's no evidence that the, that conspiracy theory that we've heard going around uh, was leaked from a lab. The conspiracy theory that the Chinese made yeah. this virus up. You have the lab and there you go. Yeah, yeah. And you, you want to know why uh, Trump voters and Republicans really don't trust the media? Why do you think these attacks are becoming so much more frequent now? It's not surprising that Donald Trump is increasing his attacks. The walls are closing in on him. The walls are Don't just stand there. Try and brace it with something. It feels like the walls are closing in on the White House. It feels as if the walls are closing in here. I think the walls of, of justice are closing in on President Trump. Increasingly desperate, feeling like the walls are closing in. The president clearly feels all the walls closing in on him in terms of the Russia investigation. There you go. There's another one. Yeah, that's why people don't trust the media, because the media is just a mouthpiece for the government. That's it. The people in power, the swamp, and they lean Democrat and very left of center. That's just the way it is. All right, let's move on to Tarjay. Tarjay has always been uh, near and dear to me and my wife. Uh, we've been married about uh, 25 years. Holy hell. Anyway, <clears throat> you know, one of the greatest ways, you know, they, they use the expression happy wife, happy life. One of the, the, the happiest ways to, to make your wife happy, the best ways, is to A, 
turn the TV over to her in the evening hours for HGTV, uh, Property Brothers and whatnot. You know, do that. Okay, that's going to make her happy, and you're going to sit there, and you're going to go, okay. Yeah. And that's fine. But the other way is to say, hey, honey, here's a card. Go to Target. Target, yeah, there you go. And, and honestly, Target is the deal for, uh, particularly for women, it just is. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm not. I know I'm exactly right. But but uh, uh, Target is a uh, very different. Like, I, I go to Walmart. Uh, it's not because I'm unsophisticated. It's just because uh, I prefer Walmart. We've got nice Walmarts here. They're as nice as any Target. And you don't get the crap that Target gives you. Target is more foofy. And there you go. Is that a good word? Yeah. Target's a little more foofy. And their groceries are more expensive, and their produce is more expensive, and they got some cool, you know, Marona t-shirts and things like that. I used to go there with my son, and we'd go to the toy section and buy Legos and, you know, all that stuff. But Target, uh, you know, Target is definitely different than Walmart, I would say, in in a number of ways, including possibly politically. I would say that if you're going to look at more conservative company, possibly you might go Walmart, possibly might say that more uh, traditional American value conservatives go to uh, Walmart versus Target. You know, I can read a lot of things in here. But anyway, Target executives held an emergency meeting to avoid a Bud Light situation after hiring trans Satanist to design Satanic Kids Pride clothing. Oh, yeah, it was worse than just the, the, the tucking underwear for the little boys so they could hide their package and pretend like they're girls. Which, by the way, I mean, seriously, what the hell? Target is facing backlash call for a boycott after it was revealed that a designer involved in creating their recent woke pride clothing line has made disturbing statements expressing support for Satanism. Uh, Ab Prolin, an LGBTQ plus company based in London that sells Satanist merchandise and woke statement t-shirts and pins has teamed up with the retail giant Target. Ab Prolin is owned by a self-proclaimed trans man named Eric. Quote, this has been so hard to keep quiet, but now I can proudly announce that you can buy Abprolin uh, in U.S. targets. There are depictions of pentagrams, horned skulls, and references to devils on some of Abprolin's other merchandise. Being called a demon is something I can cope with, and the idea of a trans demon is pretty damn cool. Most of my work focuses on gothic or dark and satanic imagery juxtaposed with bright colors and an LGBTQ plus positive message. This is what Eric wrote last year. All right, this guy, this guy named Eric, he said, it started with the pen. Satan respects pronouns, Eric said. I've been drawn to creepy stuff since I was a child, and there's something so magical, pleasing, and fun about pastel colors. Satan respects pronouns is a fun way to show our pride. A lot of LGBTQ people have found that Christianity hasn't always been a most welcoming to them and find solace. Well, why don't you go ahead and just make fun of Islam while you're at it? Oh, yeah, because you're cowards. Anyway, find solace and humor in the idea that Satan would. The designer further explained that, a Satan, that Satan is a symbol of passion, pride, and liberty. And Satan loves and respects uh, who you are. I wish I were kidding. Satan loves and respects who you are. You're important and valuable in this world, and you deserve to treat yourself with love and respect. I've been thinking uh, a lot lately about the Satanic Temple and, to a lesser extent, the Church of Satan, and how they're so frequently misunderstood and demonized, pun not intended, and how LGBTQ plus people are so often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will. Satanists don't actually believe in Satan. He is merely used as a symbol of passion, pride, 
pride and liberty. So for me, Satan is hope, compassion, equality, and love. Um, anybody want to look at uh, what socialism did to the world last century with 150 million bodies and body bits? That was a work of Satan, by the way. So naturally, Satan respects pronouns. He loves all LGBTQ plus people. The Church of Satan openly accepts LGBTQ plus people. It has done since it was created in the 60s, and the more recent Satanic Temple accepts them too with open arms. That news has sparked outrage among customers, conservative groups, and religious organizations, leading to calls for a boycott of Target and intense scrutiny of the company's values and decision-making proceeds. And here's a mom at Target. This is a mom walking through Target with the Pride section, which, by the way, is about half of the children's section now in Targets during Pride Month. We're at Target right now, and there's a lot of controversy going on about all of the Pride stuff that's coming out with kids' clothes and things like that. So we're going to go to the kids' section, and we're actually going to see if they're putting weird, creepy, uncomfy stuff on children's clothing. Okay, this is the child section. This is literally the kids' section. I'm next to a literal onesie that says whatever the hell that means. We have glad you came out, and I'm so happy that you're queer in the kids' section. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, but... My daughter's onesie said daddy's girl. I guess that's sexist, and daddy, I guess, can have a vagina now. Pride and toddler don't belong in the same sentence. So I found an extra small swimsuit in the child section. It says light binding effect on it. And then the bottoms in the kids' section, keep in mind, say friendly construction yeah if you buy that for your children uh, you need a visit from Child Protective Services that's first and foremost second of all you need your head examined things are so bad that Target execs called an emergency meeting to avoid a Bud Light situation some southern Target stores were forced by the corporation to move their LGBTQ pride merchandise away from the uh, from the front of their locations after customer outrage to avoid a Bud Light situation a Target insider said they were uh, there were emergency calls on Friday and that store managers and district senior directors were told to tamp down the pride sections immediately we were given 36 hours told to take all of our pride stuff the entire section and move it into a section that's a third the size from the front of the store to the back of the store. You can't have anything on mannequins and no large signage, the Target Insider said. Let's take a break. I've got a few more thoughts on this. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. The SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's The Rob Carson Show. Let me ask you this. If your job was to just uh, threaten people and extort money from them but to the tune of $90 million in a year, and all you did with the money was buy mansions and pay off your cronies and your friends and your family members, how could you go bankrupt? Well, we're going to answer that question next hour because Black Lives Matter is, uh, is apparently teetering on insolvency. Because of the reasons I just said. Ha, 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 ha. Another giant lie falls. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So uh, Target has uh, apparently been uh, you know, featuring this giant pride section, including uh, tucking swimsuits for toddler boys because mommy wants the boy to become a girl. It's really sick.
And and I don't think, I'm just going to tell you, I do believe that Target will suffer from this, but I'm not so sure it will suffer as badly as Bud Light. And let me explain why. Because the ground zero for all of this woke nonsense, all of this, is white, suburban, college-educated, what I call Karens, cul-de-sac Karens who are leftist radicals who watch ABC, CBS, NBC, listen to NPR on the way into work in the morning and the way home, and they won't even know about it. So it is a little different with, uh, with Target versus others because you have a group of people who are very unplugged and very plugged into the left. Target is much more left-leaning company. So will it be as uh, catastrophic as Bud Light putting a female impersonator who is offering advice to women about how to be women even though he's not a woman and claims to be a woman for a year? That's what really pissed off Bud Light drinkers because 70% of Bud Light drinkers are dudes and uh, a good share of those dudes, uh, you know, have moms. In fact, I'd venture all of them have moms, daughters, wives, and they look at Dylan Mulvaney as a clown. It would have been funny if he was just being a clown. But when he stepped over the line and decided he was going to speak for women and replace women, that's when people got angry. And uh, when you combine not only uh, these uh, designs involving pentagrams and saying that uh, uh, Satan respects pronouns, uh, then it's over. Then it's over. So uh, we will see what happens. Also, by the way, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers could be the Bud Light of baseball. They have backed down on a group of, uh, of people. Uh, an LGBTQ group called Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They've re-invited them to their Pride Night on June 16th. One of the things that this group did, I saw online, was had a male stripper wearing a G-string dancing uh, on a pole that was a crucifix with a man dressed up like Jesus on it. Yeah, so if the Dodgers want to do that, I say let their stands be empty like they were during COVID. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show.